This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist. I would like to welcome you to an exciting new series I'm putting on each month in 2017. In the month of January, I'm going to go through 30 days to a better compliance program. So each day, I will detail some part of a compliance program that you can utilize to help you improve to have a best practices compliance program for 2017. With the operationalization of compliance mandated by the Department of Justice in the form of their Compliance Council, Wei Chin, and incorporated into the FCPA pilot program announced by the Department of Justice in April 2016, it's more important than ever that you upgrade your compliance program and show how you've operationalized. In this series, I'm going to help you do that. I hope you will enjoy this series. I hope you will join me, and I look forward to this journey with you. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. Welcome to Day 9 of 30 Days to a Better Compliance Program. Today, we're going to take a look at continuous improvement. No area has been more challenging in the compliance area than continuous improvement. The FCPA guidance specifies that a good compliance program should continue, continually and constantly evolve. A company's business as a company's business changes over time, so do the environments in which it operates, the nature of its customers, the laws that govern its actions, the standards of its industry. In addition, compliance programs do not simply exist on paper but are followed in practice and will inevitably uncover compliance weaknesses which require enhancement. Consequently, the Department of Justice and Securities and Exchange Commission will evaluate whether companies regularly review and improve their compliance program and do not allow them to become stale. This means you need to keep track of external and internal events which might cause change to your business process, policies, and procedures. Some examples are new laws applicable to your business organization and internal events which drive changes within a company. Continuous improvement also requires that you engage in both auditing and monitoring of whether your employees are staying within your compliance program. In addition to the language set out in the FCPA guidance, two of the seven elements of the U.S. Sentencing Guidelines specifically call for companies to monitor their compliance program going forward. There are three key activities or three components in enforcement officials will look for when determining whether companies have maintained adequate oversight and continuous improvement of their compliance program. The first is are you managing your risk? Obviously, your compliance program should be designed for your company. And then you should have different risk profiles for your compliance program than uh, other companies. This is something that DOJ and SEC take into account when evaluating whether or not a company simply has a check-the-box approach or whether they actually have a program tailored to the company's own specific needs, risks, and challenges. Next, do you engage in ongoing monitoring? And here, I'd like to differentiate monitoring from auditing. Monitoring is a commitment to reviewing and detecting compliance variances in real time and then reacting quickly to remediate them. A primary goal of monitoring is to identify and address gaps in your compliance program on a regular and consistent basis with a wide spectrum of data and information. Obviously, such information as gifts, travel, and entertainment should be available to 
a uh, company has employees turn in their expense reports. That should be uh, made available to the compliance function as well. Uh, in September of 2016, we had the first instance where the Securities and Exchange Commission in a FCPA enforcement action specifically mentioned uh, ongoing monitoring. They called it transaction monitoring, but it was around gifts, travel, and entertainment by Key Energy for its uh, gifts given to PMAX and certain PMAX officials for Christmas holidays over several years. There was a huge spike in the amount of gifts given, and the Securities and Exchange Commission pointed out that a simple analysis or simple correlation between the amount of gifts given and the huge spur in sales to PMAX might have given uh, a compliance professional or compliance practitioner pause to do additional investigation. That's where auditing comes in. Auditing is a more limited <coughs> review that targets a specific business component, region, or market sector during a particular time frame to uncover or evaluate certain risks, particularly as seen in financial records. You should not assume because your company conducts audits that it is effectively monitoring, however. A robust program that separates functions, a robust compliance program, separates functions of auditing and monitoring. Although unique in protocol, the two functions are related, and as I indicated, they often operate in tandem. Monitoring activities can sometimes lead to audits, and uh, such as suspicious trends or others, uh, and it can also lead to checking of red flags which raised. Your company should establish a regular monitoring program to spot issues and address them, and then come in with audits to take a deep dive and clear any red flags. So what should you do with this information? Well, here, I think you need to have a strategic plan in place ready to implement your findings of continuous improvement. Starts with number one, review the goals of the strategic plan. This requires you to arrange for a time for the chief compliance officer to and his or her team, her team to review the goals of the strategic plan, and you sh the CCO should lead the determination of how these measurements are made and implemented into your company. Number two, design an execution plan. I really like the KISS principle, which is keep it simple, serve. It's the best, best method I know of to move forward. This suggests that for each compliance goal, there should be a simple and straightforward plan to ensure the goal in question is being addressed. Number three, put accountabilities in place. In any plan of execution, there must be accountabilities attached to them. This is required for a chief compliance officer or other senior compliance department representative, and they should be in place, and these people should have a mandate to report on how the task assigned to them is being achieved. And number four, schedule the next review of your compliance plan. There should be a regular review of this process, and it should allow uh, any issues which arose to be detected and corrected more quickly than if meetings are held on less frequent basis. Continuous monitoring will help keep your compliance program abreast of any changes, uh, both in your market and in the greater compliance uh, world. One of the things that we have seen and is really marked the compliance profession, certainly over the past 10 years, is the rate at which the compliance best practices have evolved. What used to be cutting edge uh, became best practices and now is simply a part of an effective compliance program. 
you need to monitor these developments, not so much in benchmarking, but by uh, reading and listening. Well, you can listen to my podcast. You can read my blog. But beyond that, go to conferences. See what your contemporaries and uh, in compliance are doing. Talk to vendors. Talk to those who are really at the cutting edge of what can be used to improve your compliance program. Every deferred prosecution agreement has a attachment C, which is the Department of Justice's current view on best practices of an effective compliance program. One of the things that is listed every time is taking new developments in compliance, new technological developments in compliance, and incorporating them into the party's compliance program. Well, that really sets the standard. You need to be aware of what's available, what's out there. You don't have to be on the cutting edge, but if something moves from cutting edge to best practices to in the middle of a road effective, that's when you need to utilize that to improve your compliance program. But as much as you need to take a look at the technological developments, you need to monitor your own uh, company. Have you moved into any new product lines or product markets? Have you moved into new geographic areas? Are you moving to sell to government officials? How about state-owned enterprises? Any new business development or initiative could have significant compliance implications for you. How are you monitoring that going forward? What about your uh, charitable donations? Do you have a uh, corporate social responsibility uh, group, prong, or wing? Do you make donations outside the United States? How do you monitor those from the compliance perspective? What are the uh, protocols you have in place to determine who is getting the money? Is it a charity run by a foreign government official? Is it a charity run by the spouse of a foreign government official? All of these questions have formed the basis of FCPA enforcement actions, and simply because you have looked at something once and cleared it is no longer going to be sufficient. So continuous improvement means taking a look at your compliance program in light of your company's risks, managing those risks going forward. It also means taking a look at what's available from the technological or service perspective. Are there new services that you can bring in? Are there companies that provide services that would allow you to uh, have the effect of increasing your headcount while reducing your budget? Uh, What is out there that you could utilize that would help you going forward? All of these things are uh, things that the Department of Justice will take a look at. They can be incorporated into your uh, plan going forward. But the important thing is that you have continuous improvement and you have documented that continuous improvement. So what are the three key takeaways from day nine? Well, the first one is that you have to actually start and do continuous improvement. This bedevils many compliance practitioners and professionals. Many of us came out of the legal department where continuous improvement was not something that we uh, understood or uh, were required to do. But this is something that's absolutely mandatory. Auditing and monitoring are two steps within continuous improvement, uh, and you need to utilize both of those. Number two, technological improvements. What is out there that would allow you to run your compliance program more efficiently but more effectively? There are third-party or vendors who can uh, come in and provide service to you, services to you, and 
handle the routine day-to-day compliance work, which would allow you to free up headcount and resources for other uh, higher-level work. There are technological tools which allow you to take a look at gifts, travel, and entertainment spend. You should utilize all of those. And number three, have you evaluated on a continuous basis your risks? So what are your risks? Have you done, have your business unit uh, moved into any new product areas? Have they moved into any new uh, product markets? Uh, I credit Stephen Martin for his view on having a one, three, and five-year compliance program update going forward. You should certainly think about some way to Uh, document where you have been, what you have found, and where you are going. Continuous improvement is something that uh, Wei Chin at the Compliance Council of the Department of Justice has talked about uh, consistently and indeed more often recently. I would urge you to, um, this is a very important part of your compliance program, and you need to take a look at whether or not uh, you're accomplishing this. This is Tom Fox. Thank you very very much for listening today. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox again. I'd like to thank you for listening to Day 9 of 30 Days to a Better Compliance Program. If you would like more information on continuous improvement, I would suggest you check out my book, Doing Compliance. It's available at Compliance Week. If you have listened to this podcast on iTunes, I would greatly appreciate it if you would rate it. It would help with our rankings. And finally, if you have any questions, please feel free to shoot me an email at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. This is Tom Fox. I hope you'll tune in tomorrow for day 10 of 30 Days to a Better Compliance Program. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.